1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. But do you have a ridiculously talented comedian? We do. <laughs> ridiculously talented comedian. Frank Caliendo. Good afternoon, Frank. Hey, just bringing my skill. And we thank you for it. Yeah. Frank is at his home in Arizona right now, but Frank is invested in a uh, broadcast system, so it sounds like he's in the studio with us. How often do you use this thing, Frank? Uh, How often do I talk to you guys? Uh, Three, four times a year? (laughs) There it is. No, there's probably, there probably, uh, there, there was a time when I tried a lot harder um mm-hmm. in the business yeah where i was on stuff like i used to there was an older technology called isdn and now this is a comics thing this is internet based right the isdn so, was phone line based right and only like four places in the country still had it um and i was one of them but uh but this yeah so this is uh this i, I used to use these things quite a bit and now i unless people request it i'll be like hey can we just talk on the cell phone i could be you know I think that'd be. I think I'll sound good enough there. And usually people are like, but, but Eric was like, uh, yeah, I thought you were gonna do Comrex. Yeah, I'll do Comrex. Eric, yeah, he's like that. No, he, it's great. He has high standards. He he's demanding. That's no, why I like he's it. Now, one, one thing, um, one thing that I wanted to bring up. You guys were talking about hotel rooms and stuff left in hotel rooms. This is a story. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. But at the Super Bowl in Miami years ago, I was staying at a at a hotel. And I ended. It was for Fox, and I left early. I left a day earlier than I was supposed to. And when I left um, and came uh, and came home, I got this weird call from the police about stuff, asking me if I'd left anything in the hotel room. Now, at the same time, there was a story. You can just wait. There was a story where Anna Nicole Smith, and this was true died in a hotel room do you remember that well, that was in i remember when she passed yeah. away i don't remember the particulars of it she passed away in a hotel room well i was the last person in that hotel room before her and i checked out <laughs> she checked in then she checked out but she i was the so they were calling me to see if the drugs they found were in the refrigerator and stuff were mine oh boy oh. yeah Oh, so boy. I didn't I didn't put it together right away. Right. And then it I, like I'm like why are the police calling me and then I'm seeing all the news about Anna Nicole Smith right. I'm like oh my god. Yeah. That she checked into that room cuz it was a suite. It was a really expensive room and I checked out and uh I was like this is really weird and I there was a weird thing that I and I know this is all creepy and odd. But there was a weird thing where I was like when I was checking out and when I was leaving I was like Ah, maybe I'll take this key with me with the room number on it. And I was like, nah, why would you ever need a key, you know, a room number mm-hmm. sure. key? Yep. I'm like, why would you do that? So I just flipped it on the, the the table or whatever. But it turned out, and I heard later that it was that same room. And then they changed oh. the room numbers and stuff. But it was All right, one so of those what, Well, things. I have to slide you into first place then, because until I heard this story, uh, my own falling on Jerry Tarkanian was... <laughs> was the number one brush with greatness in my, in my circle. But I, I, I bow to you. 
<laughs> well, you're welcome. Boy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weak third place. We were at the Hard Rock once a million years ago, and I could there was no room to walk. It was a big party there, and you know you have like one lane to walk through. And I was walking directly at Adamant, and he was much smaller than me. <laughs> and I, you know, we we're going to be face to face. There was no, we weren't going to crash into each other. But I just said to him, Adam. Like I knew him, and he yeah. and he he went right along with it. Like he knew me, and I said, "We have to get together for lunch." He's like, "Yeah, have we'll call." Yeah, and he just kept walking. So I got nothing. I got nothing when it comes to that. You got yeah, Anna Nicole. You got Jerry good. Jerry Tarkadian and Adamant. Weak third place. Did you say to the cops? Did you leave any drugs? You say, "Well, hold on a minute. Let me check my bag here." Nope, I have all my drugs right here. Thank you. No, I. It was very weird. I wasn't putting it together because they were asking me if I'd left anything and if I'd put anything in the refrigerator, and all these sorts of questions. And I asked them why, and they did. They avoided the ans- answering mm-hmm. any kinds of questions. I was just. I was so oblivious that later I was like, man, I, I should have stayed on this and asked them questions back because I would have gotten more information. Well, quite frankly, Mr. Caliendo, <laughs> you're our top suspect in the death of Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it was that's, a, uh, that's freaky. It's uh, It was one of those things that's, you know, very, very weird. And But I couldn't put it, again, I didn't put it together until like a day later. And I'm like, that's why the cops called me. <laughs> that's it. Zoinks like hey Scooby Doo, like we found him. A day later. <laughs> like it's old man Caliendo, uh, and it would have gotten away with yeah. it for you creepy yeah. kids. Exactly. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you. It, yeah. You, you yeah. weren't responsible. No. But it kind of brings the room down talking about Anna Nicole Smith. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I can change it. That's when, you just go Morgan Freeman. And that's when they realized they needed a better segue. That's a Ba-boom. great transition. Right there. Yeah. You can save everything. When I, I was out in Arizona not long ago and called Frank to see if he wanted to get together. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to Top Golf to hit balls. Do you want to come? We can have something to eat. He said, yeah, okay, I'll meet you there. You know, Frank, just being Frank. So we get out there and it turns into Frank and my my girlfriend talking about teenagers prom dresses yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah that was Sharing awfully polite stories. of you frank that was very polite of you to do that oh i was it was in the midst of they just my daughter was buying dresses yeah. and my you know my my wife and my daughter well, go to a buy minute. a dress. dresses what about you know a prom dress no oh. it's plural it what? was plural no no what yeah yeah no there was one sparkly one and one not sparkly just in case she wasn't feeling sparkly that day yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, really? So I think only one has been I'm altered. So glad That's... I never had a daughter. <laughs> Listen, I mean, and, and I, you know, a, a blessing to, to you guys. It's wonderful. I just, I, I not me, not mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it's all drama. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I used to get, I used to get worried about a lot of it. I used to, I, that she would, my daughter would tell me something. Then I realized, well, she's just talking to talk. I can't fix the, like they tell you as guys, never try and fix the problem. And I thought that was just with a, a wife or a significant yeah, other. It's no, it's with a daughter yeah. too. And like today she texted me, she got a C on a science test, on a, mm-hmm. on a, a chemistry test. Mm-hmm. And like, what, what do I do? She has 101 in the class. So this is going to bring her down to a 97. I don't know what to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what don't know to do. To, I don't know. I can't relate to that as failure. 
Yes. In, that, in my book, that's like, hey. Yeah. I, yeah. And everyone else Look is, at this. Yeah, right. Well, the three people involved in this conversation will never get their head around that because yeah. that was never a problem. That was a that was a gigantic conquest. <laughs> yeah. I got 101. I, 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 I'm, I'm like, that's why you got the cushion. You did so great, you know, early throughout the semester. You've been getting hundreds and got some extra credit and stuff like that. That's I, I and she doesn't want to hear that. It's like, no. I don't know what to do at that point. I'm kind of lost. So I sent her questions about uh, James uh, Corden and Niall Horan uh, doing these. uh, (laughs) I would walk 500. (laughs) Have you ever seen that? Oh, my God. That's some of the funniest. I don't usually like Internet stuff that, you know, viral things. Yeah. But they're doing that song and they go and they save situations while singing that song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there'll be like there'll be a guy on the top of a building about to mm-hmm. jump and they'll they'll walk and they I would walk yeah, 500, 500. Yeah. and they walk and they save ah, it's really really funny and so I I try to divert did her it, attention did it that. did it did it do the what the what you had hoped did it would you get do? the save on that no no I, I she stopped talking to me yeah, she goes boy. she goes yeah. why why did you text me that I'm like well, I don't look, know because manager's I, coming he's gonna pull Frank yeah yeah, yeah I don't want to talk we, about we it we thought anymore. he was gonna go in there and, and save it uh, we're gonna get someone else to pitch yeah yeah that's yeah. too bad well you know sometimes you just have to be there yeah that's what it is I mean it's uh, that's why I say with my my son comes in. Um, I, I couldn't. My son didn't want to play sports forever as a kid. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those kids that we tried to get him to play soccer. I believe soccer is the most important sport because you have to move your feet in oh, every other sport. Sure, it's a ground. It's it's the beginning, right? It's everything. If you're going to catch a ground ball, if you're going to be a middle infielder, you're going to be an outfielder. You've got to get into position. Everything is basketball, football. Get into position. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing you can do in soccer is get into position. But my son would have these. He was just too smart for his age. Uh, and he'd be like, well, with the way that angle is, I'm never going to get to that ball. And he wouldn't run oh, for it. I'm I like, won't bother. Yeah. well, that's smart. But you always tell me, Dad, work smarter, not harder. But not in sports. Be an idiot and run. <laughs> yeah, run. Run over there. Coaches like to see you run. Well, it yeah. teaches you about uh, soccer. teaches you about rules and uh, your place on a team. Yeah. And, and a lot of other things. Well, yeah, we, my, always, we always hear about guys on a football field taking a bad angle. On that yeah. receiver running, well, he took a bad angle. Yeah. <laughs> he took no angle, right? You just, you <laughs> just basically just followed guy. him, yeah, in the, in the same pattern he ran. Yeah, he wouldn't even run for it. He just let it go out of bounds. I was never going to get to that, Dad. I know, but you just have to make an effort. You, that's the one thing about running to first base. Like it, that's what baseball teaches you. <laughs> you can't really take a bad angle on that you, one. You, but you, but running to first base, you got to run because there could be an error, right? It's yes. there's always the chance. Well, if you can run make him hurry out. his throw or something, sure, yeah, yeah, and you get on base, and uh, that's you know, I grew up playing baseball, and and that was my thing, and my kids never got into it, and Joey never got into it, so I, it is a complicated <laughs> sport. There's a lot of things going on in baseball. Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's this. It's not instant gratification. It's not constant. Not only do you have to understand the game, but there's a lot of time. And I know there's a pitch clock and stuff like that now. But there's a there's a lot of time in between stuff. And for a kid who's on an, yeah. you know, an iPad at the age of three with constant stimulus coming at you, that game is very different. And it's that that's why baseball. So you know, you know the America's pastime yes. and. Yeah. But kids. it's gotten quicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have moved it along. 
Yeah. They're love- saving 20 minutes. They're saving 20 minutes a game. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. I haven't watched any yet. I got to. No. Gotta- You're going to love it. You're going to love it. They don't step out of the box anymore. They get in there. They stay there. Really? Yeah. Clocks. They have to be in the box ready to go with eight seconds. Looking at the pitcher with eight seconds to go. Otherwise, it's a strike. Eight. That's quick. Eight. Well, they have, with eight seconds left on the clock, it's reset to 15 or 20, depending on whether there's runners on base. But there's none of this uh, timeout. Hold on. Got to adjust my helmet here. My gloves are a little loose. And there's a there's a job. The person one person has the job to reset the clock. Yes. Yeah. There's wow. a clock that's, person. That's that's got home field advantage written all over it. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. But you, you may be right. Yeah. No, I like it. I like I like the anything you can do to uh, baseball. That's that was my favorite sport growing up. So I know it's brother, the Ameri- it's the American pastime. But you know, come on, we have our limits on pastime too. Well, you know, my country. brother used to. We used to work at Mike Hegan's, uh, the the Grand Slam, and then the Field of Dreams. And my brother used to throw batting practice to Craig Council. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to. Craig Craig worked there for a while, and uh, he, you know, his dad actually worked for the Brewers yeah. uh, at one point, and yeah. uh, he went to Notre Dame, and then was in the minor leagues. And all the guy, other minor leaguers that would stop by there, like this guy's never going to amount to anything. Look at that weird batting stance, and they're like, he works so hard, he's wasting his time. <laughs> And uh, but my brother used to throw him soft toss and stuff in the back. They had the nets and the the little tunnels, and he'd throw him batting practice. And I mean, other people did too. It wasn't only him, but Rico was on the clock for Mike Higgins, and uh, he'd be throwing he'd be throwing Craig some batting practice. Yeah, you know, right. they said the same thing about me, and Wait they were minute. right. So, <laughs> you know, they're not always wrong. Those guys who say he'll never amount to anything. <laughs> Sometimes they're right. I didn't know exactly where you're going with that, but once it hit, it was really, really good. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Cerebral humor, Frank. Oh, yeah, I'm it, not. It yeah. always, doesn't always just jump up and punch you in the face. You have to think, oh, I see what he's doing here. He's painting a masterpiece. And now the whole story about Anna Nicole makes Smith. I'm just, Anna Nicole Smith makes sense. I am dense. It takes me. Longer and longer. You know, a phrase that uh, we use on the golf course now a lot is because of you. When we were talking about comedians, and I'd watched a thing about comedians just crashing and burning on stage, and you said, oh, it's great when you watch them eat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just eating it. What was your... He's just eating it up there. Your... How many... How many can you... <laughs> How many of uh, it would be like the, uh, what, the MC and, and the other two comedians watching the third guy? And then commenting on him, or do you say well, that to the bartender, or who do you say that to? Uh, I mean, listen, the best time to see it would be like somebody doing an open mic or something like that, or somebody yeah. coming in to do a guest set. There's a thing. <laughs> see, there's a difficult thing. When, when you're doing stand-up, yeah. if you're headlining, mm-hmm. I'm very particular about who goes on before me because I'm really clean, and the audience expects the clean show and okay. if they aren't clean and they come up i used to have guest sets come up and i'm really clean and then they throw four f-bombs and start talking about you, you know whatever stuff, i can you, understand stuff that you just couldn't sure. say I'm like can you do a television clean set and they're like yeah 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 and they're up there and you're going this is this is rated x this is <laughs> this is your television set yeah what <laughs> i'd hate to see the dirty stuff so I just didn't allow guest sets anymore because of that. But, uh, yeah. you know, when they're, when people are coming up, you want to give uh, uh, chances to comedians who are local to, to, to go up there and, and work out some things or try some things. 
and you just somebody you know guys lie people lie <laughs> and they save they've done a lot more comedy than they have you give them the opportunity they go up and they just tank and they just okay. you're watching them going this is you've never done this for real <laughs> you but hold on now i understand the concept of a warm up guy and the other guy it's it kind of kind of build get people loosened up right. but you don't want uh, someone to come out and kill and be better than the guys after him, right? Well, I, I, when I was coming up, I was the guy who used to ruin the show by coming in and doing too many. Mm-hmm. Like I'd come in and do all these impressions, and the guy would be like, "Don't ever come back here again." Yeah, like the headliner would be like, "That yeah. was the worst thing I've had." Because I'd end with a Chris Farley, "Oh my freaking gourd!" <laughs> you know, and I'm doing that, and they're like, "What did you just get?" And one comedian, one one headliner actually, go, "You're gonna come back up with me. This is too hard to follow." He goes, "You're gonna come back up with me." And part of, part of the thing was what they didn't realize is they could go up there and if they were if they were good, they were doing something so totally different than what I was doing because I was like a puppet show without the puppets that they could follow <laughs> because they would do something different, yeah. um, and and it would work because they were good. But some people just if you were like a slow build of a comic that would tell long stories, that was very hard. Yeah. Um, and I and the same thing would happen for me. I had to years ago. Do you remember Patrice O'Neill? No. So Patrice O'Neill is a legendary comic in New York, and he never did. He never did the amount of time. It's a guy. Yeah, Patrice. Patrice, Yeah, and he did. He was. uh, He was just brilliant, just incredibly brilliant. And he passed away way too early, as many comedians do. But he would go up and he'd just sit on a stool and he would kind of chew something, like he'd have like a something in his mouth. Just kind of do, and he'd tell stories, and the audience would love him so much, and he was so smart and so brilliant. And the the stories he spun were so fantastic that I would go up and I'm like, hey, it's me, Captain Voices, afterward. And they loved him so much. And he did like an hour in front of me. He was supposed yeah. to do 30 minutes. He'd do an hour. It was Caroline's in New York. And I went up. I didn't go up till 11 o'clock at night. I was supposed to be on at 10. I was like, I'm just out. And I was the one eating it. <laughs> yeah, right. And, the, and I'm sure that there are people who had to leave because they told the babysitter will be home by 11. Yeah, that happens all the time. And 11, they'd, already, right. they'd already seen a great show. They'd already seen everything. That they needed to see. So, um, so and I, I was Patrice O'Neill was your guy. That Patrice you, O'Neill. When you were eating it, it was because of Patrice O'Neill. It took me 15 minutes to win that crowd and just get them to where I wasn't because sweating you, anymore. Because huh? there's that time where you're up there and you're just, you're like, well, the stuff that normally works isn't working. Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> I can only do Morgan Freeman so, so much. Is Morgan Freeman your go to? If That's you got, the when safe. you got it, when, well, you can change the the whole narrative at that point. But it's, well, at the time, it used to be Madden because at, yeah. at that time, it was man like, here's a guy who doesn't know what to do after that guy just killed this room. I mean, I was trying to figure it out. You're thinking in your head. You're sitting in the back of the room. So when Madden retired and wasn't in the, it wasn't prevalent anymore. I was like, I need somebody else to fill this role of right. the, the 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 person explaining in the act instead of an analyst. I went to. <laughs> narrating as Morgan Freeman because you do you remember John Caponera was the guy do you remember John Caponera he's a comedian know. and he's Johnny Caponera so and <laughs> uh, no I... <laughs> just talk like this there it is that's my opener <laughs> so he's like hey explain the jokes I'm like what explain the jokes is John Madden you're only using it for a couple things do it throughout the show yeah it'll be great <laughs> Right, deconstruct the joke right. and talk about so, how to time it. And Right, so I, I went from doing it for a little bit 
to doing it the whole show to the point where it like Madden at one point was taking up like 25 minutes of my 45 minute set and people, you know, it's what people wanted. Well, I was going to say, but if people are, if that's what, if that's what you, what's working, what's wrong with that? Nothing. That's just what it was. Or, I mean, it was like, yeah. or is that like a comic crutch? Like, just oh, it was a full-on to... wheelchair. Yeah, Bob, it was. Yeah, I was the phones on a stretcher. Are the crutch in radio. It. You figured it out. You know, yeah. The right what was that last part? What did you say? The phones are the are the oh, wheelchair of, of radio. <laughs> hey, let's go to the phones. Get a hot phone. Yeah, because they just hey, it's just it's just the it's the lamest thing there is in radio. I could imagine you guys going to the phones. I mean, not I mean, not other than a guest, but I mean, like a full on phones. I mean. <laughs> You guys should just be waiting for people to then just rip them with shreds after they were done. You're, you're on the air with Bob and Brian. What's, <laughs> what's the topic? Yeah, no, I just. Uh, yeah. But I like that you called it the wheelchair. Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, I was. I would go into that. I'm, just, I'm like, like I said, I was a puppet show. I was a ventriloquist without the dummies. <laughs> so uh, that's another thing that's really hard to follow. Is I remember Jeff Dunham one time. I had to follow Jeff Dunham. That guy I know. I know Jeff Dunham. Yeah. So Dunham had Walter up there. What the hell is this all about? You know, right. doing that guy, stuff. Yeah. And it's just kind of going back and forth talking. And that's what I do. I talk to myself up there and, you know, kind of create uh, conversations with myself as different characters. Well, I, was, I, the, I realized that that's what I actually did. And when I broke down, oh, this is what I do. I just am a ventriloquist <laughs> who moves his lips and changes, his, you know, does famous. People did Jeff voices. Dunham ever say, hey, man, what the hell was that? <laughs> no, yeah, and then no. you go it's my it's my act hey man that's my act without the dummies what are you doing <laughs> no i think he was too busy talking to the, the dummies themselves <laughs> there is a thing with ventriloquists i don't i don't I, I don't spend enough time with dunham he's always been super nice to me but i there are some ventriloquists that their their um dummies get a plane seat yeah. they don't yeah. they don't just go in a well i suppose you uh, in, in the but overhead like, maybe the no, there's guys. Is, they talk to them. They talk to them yeah. when the lights are out. There's weird <laughs> did stories. You ever see, did you ever see? Uh, Part of the jokes of most of the guys is stuffing them in the box or getting them out. <laughs> did you ever see Magic with Anthony Hopkins and uh, Anne Margaret and Anthony? No, Magic. Where, yeah, where he? His, That's a movie. Yeah, it's it was yeah. out like 1978, 79, and the dummy is really controlling Anthony Hopkins. Now I'm oh. going to tell you what is what is happening here. Right. Is this dummy is talking to me? Yeah, yeah the du- the dummy was calling the shots, and he'd be like, "Stop it! No, I don't want to kill them." You know, it's like <laughs> it's a waste of Anne Margaret. Yeah, look, I think it was Anne Margaret because that's who he was in love with. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he was in love with Anne Margaret or the dummy? He was in love with Anne Margaret, but the dummy knew that if she came along, she'd ruin everything. She'd if, get all the time was, with him. Yeah, it was, God, I, that sounds like a Twilight Zone episode it was just in a little longer form yeah yeah no i don't want to kill him again (laughs) you know and the dummy kill him kill him yeah it was yeah magic if you ever get a chance i'm sure you can watch it for like 99 cents on uh, on apple in the movie did the dummy actually come to life and move around or was it just no okay no no the dummy was a dummy so would they just go to a still shot (laughs) Right. The Did they have his thing? mouth move and it was talking? Or it's a long time ago. Okay. I don't All remember. Right. Just make something yeah. up. You're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the dummy's mouth would move. And well, he... he went and saw uh, Megan, the other. And in the theater, I saw Megan, and I also saw Cocaine Bear Frank. 
Oh, how was that? Well, which one? Yeah. Wait, uh, uh, cocaine bear. Cocaine bear? Well, it's all in the title. There's a bear. It's on cocaine. (laughs) And it's a bit of a gin and tonic of movies. Right, right. Exactly. It's all right there in the title. And it it kills a lot. It's a very aggressive bear on cocaine. (laughs) And that's just it? It kills people. There's no... Well, and then they... There's going to be a sequel. Yeah, because the bear has two cubs that are also... Are you ready for it? On cocaine, Frank. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I encourage people to go see it. I said, well, if you, if it, it's supposed to make you laugh. I mean, it's it's not really serious, but it's not really that funny either. Oh, I you know what? I owe an apology to. I owe an apology to Brian. Because last time I was in, I told him to watch something. And the show went from being eh, okay to really, really bad, in my opinion. I've forgotten what it was. Good. What was it? <laughs> She Hulk. Oh, oh, that's right. I remember. Did you ever? Did you ever try that, or did you just dismiss my opinion? Well, now you have to watch it. No, uh... no. It that was there. There was nothing that happened in that show. I was like so excited for something, and I just every episode, my daughter would go. Nothing happens in the show. Nothing. My uh, favorite, least favorite show right now is uh, Fire Country on CBS. Friday nights, it's a soap opera. <laughs> it's a blubbering soap opera in the woods with fire. <laughs> it's awful, <laughs> but I watch it because it's so terrible. Yeah, I, I, my thing about a network television, it's usually really good-looking people. Yes, and they all tell you what they're going to do. Everything, <laughs> like the the the, um, everything is. Uh, narration like it was in the super friends when they would go meanwhile at the legion of doom lex luther plans to take over the world i have a plan to take over the world that's what they do so they're like what i'm gonna do is i'm Great gonna writing yeah, yeah yeah but that's what network tv is like where something like fx like a, a a breaking bad or a better call Saul. they don't tell you what's happening all the time and you kind of have to figure it out they let it breathe and then you can figure things out along the way like and Better Call Saul, there's a character named Mike Ermintrout who'd be put setting traps for somebody, and you'd be yeah. like, what the heck is he doing? And then it pays off an episode later. I, I really like that kind of stuff. But the shows my wife wants to watch are either reality shows where I go in another room and try not to think less of her. And um, are you watching? Are you watching? Farmer wants a bride. Is that what it's called? Farmer wants a wife. Farmer needs a wife. Farmer takes a wife. Farmer takes a wife. It's on Fox. I don't, I, I don't know because whenever I go in there, I just start playing Candy Crush with whatever she's watching. It's <laughs> more it's the, the stuff. I just see people. Most of the time, I just see women with a very distorted faces crying, uh, crying. <laughs> yes, and uh, just, and totally unbelievable situations going on that you know. Types of things where, like, how did you not see that coming? And right. then they'll have a contest to solve the problem. Like, yeah. who does that besides the Brady Bunch? <laughs> right. Problem. Put on a show. Yeah. Solve the problem. Have you watched Love farmer, is Blind? It's, it's a farmer wants a wife. Farmer wants a wife. And uh, it's four episodes into its first season. Yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah. You can stream them, I'm sure. Are you I, watching- find it hard. I don't like to criticize regular TV shows because I still want to get jobs eventually. Sure. You so want a regular like, TV show. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I want to. Although I've had some 
I, I shouldn't say full on opportunities, but sometimes the agents will bring me a show like they, they want to see you for this. I'm like, that's terrible. I, I don't. Why would I want to do that? Like, well, it could lead to something else. Yeah. My death. It's just awful. Yeah. Just yeah. brutal. You know, some things, well, I don't know. I assume that some things seem really horrible. But you get the right people together, it might be might be great. Boy, Frank, you are a much better person, much stronger than me, because I would say, well, what does it pay? And if it was, yeah. a, and if the number was like, yeah, sign me up, I'll I'll go read for this. See, the thing is, I could all I, I'm I'm kind of like that now. I'm a little bit more like that after I had my biggest opportunities when I was making the most money, and I could make more money doing stand-up than any of the shows were paying. Yeah. So I was selling so many tickets at the time, and I was working really hard to do it. I was like, well, I'm just going to say no to all this stuff that I really don't like the idea. They wanted me to host game shows and stuff, and I was like, eh, I, I don't know about that. And um, I don't know if any of them really turned out to be big game shows, but there were some opportunities in front of me. I'm like, I just don't think I'm a host. And now I see all the different people hosting. I'm like, eh, I should have tried that. I should have. Steve you know, a lot Harvey of times makes it, an ass load of money. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, I, if, if my wife shows me any more Steve Harvey clips of family <laughs> feud, I, gotta, I, I agree. I he's, just, yeah. It's, he's, fu- he's, he's really funny, but all he has to do is make a face. He's got that face that he just, <laughs> well, and he'll just. He started in stand up, though, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the WB when I had a show on the WB there. I remember him. I mean, he he had five thousand dollars suits when he was still doing the, the yeah. WB. When he network. only had four thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, I mean, I, he was pretty. He was pretty big, was especially in the South. I think he was like Atlanta and stuff. He was really, yeah. really yeah. big. But this is before he was. I mean, that guy has done very smart businessman. Like done. In well, he's incredible. in both of our businesses. He's in. He's in comedy. And he's in radio. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's no, and TV. TV. He's in everything. Yeah, I mean, like, just if you slam the three of us together, we couldn't make Steve Harvey. No, mm. not a chance. But how does this sound? How does this sound to you, Frank? And now welcome the host of the new Tattletales, Frank Caliendo. <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. How's that sound? A, well, you know what? Jay Leno's got that one show where he doesn't even really get dressed. What? He just rolls out of bed. What's the one? The, the, what's the one with the? Ki- he is it with kids or something like that? Well, if you're willing to set your face on fire for a couple of minutes, Frank, maybe you'll get one of those jobs. Yeah, if he's, if he's heard him do the jokes, like this is a whole new face. I think we got a new one, huh? Have you seen this? What's the deal with this? What's the deal? You think I'd get him? You think if I got this, I'm, you know? Have you seen Housewives? You know, you think I? You know, who do you think looks more real, me or that lady from Atlanta? What's the deal with that, huh? I filled. I must have told you this. I I was the one who filled in. For for him when he had to cancel that show when he did when that whole accident happened oh no i didn't know that yeah yeah i filled in for him it was in, it was a show in vegas for a, a private show for a corporation and uh they called me that day uh at like uh probably two in the afternoon the agency called me and said can you be in vegas at six i'm like it's two i'm in phoenix right I look at flights and stuff like that well so they didn't send a jet for you they did they ended okay. up sending a plane they found one uh i couldn't there was no commercial i was i could have just gotten no commercial flights left to go southwest american nothing so they they had a plane the funny thing is they had a plane there to bring me there but then i was on my own to get home <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe I should have gone hey, the new face. Hey. Have you seen this? <laughs> is it you bet your life with Jay Leno? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, 
And it's just he's wearing denim pajamas. He doesn't have. Listen, I'm just gonna skip the makeup chair today. I'm just gonna go in and see what happens, huh? Nobody, no, get that. Take those brushes away. My hair is fine. When you filled out, when you filled in for uh, for Jay, did you go out and do Jay right away, or at some point? Yes, yes, yes. yes, Because they didn't know why he wasn't there. They just hit. They just. Um, no, he wasn't I, there, right. And I had heard that it was a problem, and I was like, do they know this yet? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, so here we go. This is where I'm starting. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. I was like, that was awesome. my biggest question. Does the audience know he's had an accident? No, we haven't told them, but we told him you're very good friends with him. I'm like, all right, my good friend Jay Leno. That was, we, you know, here's the deal. We were, we were working on a model. You ever seen these model T4s? Have you seen these things? I'm going for the Model A. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, this opens up a whole new thing. You could do Morgan Freeman's like Great Escape shows or uh, <laughs> his universe shows. And that's when they realized this was the final escape. <laughs> when the yeah. phone rang at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and they said, Hey, Jay can't make it. Can you be here by 6 o'clock? Was there any part of you? And I don't want to get out. I don't want to. I'm fine uh, right now. Not not when it's Jay Leno because I know the money's going to be good. Oh, okay. That's All right. when I saw when I I saw the name and my hey buddy. That's my agent. Hey buddy, what's going on? <laughs> Small talk out of the way. Listen, we uh, it's been a little bit of an incident, and uh, Jay Leno's supposed to be in Vegas tonight. He's gonna do. He's supposed to be doing a seven o'clock show. They need you there at five. You think you can get there? I'm like, well, let me check. What's the money like? Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good uh, money. Like, it's like uh, they couldn't find any. They can't get anybody else. So uh, have they tried other people? Like six other people they tried. So uh, yeah, you're six on their list. They really want wow. you. Yeah, they really want you. Yeah. That's oh my god, you hit that right on the head. Uh, how many other like agents will lie to you so much? They'll be like, oh, they really want to see you. And then you get the, you find out you're their 25th choice. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it would be for movies, like to get me to audition for something. Well, they really want to see you. Oh, they really want to see me? Have they, what, you know, yeah, well, it turns out Jack Black turned it down. Carrot Top. The, you no, know, no, five other fat guys. The Ray J. Johnson guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they want us, they want us, they really want to see. I've, I've done that where I go into a room and they're like, they, and they're like, uh, and who are you? And I'm like, they told me you really wanted to see me. That's just to get me to, you know. Yeah. Uh, Is it possible my agent's still lying to me after all these years? The answer yeah, is yes, that, right? Th their whole job is just to get you to do try and do stuff. It's it, and it's that's why people have agents and managers. The agent will just says yes to everything. They basically want to say yes to everything. Managers will be like, eh, I think this is a bad idea. So when are you coming uh, back around here? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I would, I'd love to get, I'd love to get back that, that improv there is fantastic. and so easy to just come in and do quickly, especially if I'm on the air with you guys. Out at the corners. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, at, at Gurkish corners. And you sell it out in a second. Yeah. That's you sell I, every time I've come. a second. Yeah. It was, it's probably. I can't even it, get tickets to see you. Well, I could have gotten you tickets. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I don't like being So you go hit golf balls with me. I, I want to keep you. It's uh, worlds colliding. Worlds collide, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, hurry back. We'd love to yeah, have you back here. Get out there. All right. I love them. It's going to warm up here eventually. And thanks for helping us out with the Mac Fund today, Frank. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Year yeah. after year, you always step up for us. Yeah, I, 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 I you guys are the best, and that's just uh, such a great uh, charity. That uh, everything. It's it's part of my life growing up. You know, the Mac Fund, unbelievable. That's your showbiz line. You guys are the best.
I, it was, best. but I want. I was trying to say that while I was thinking of other things to say. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Goodbye. Thanks for helping. Frank, we'll talk to you soon. Rack me. I am out. Oh, there's the Rome. Come on. Give me a little more before Wait, you go. Wait, great job. We were done. <laughs> the program was done. We were wrapping up Caliendo's segment. The music was on. But what happened? Caliendo started with an impression. <laughs> That only four people are going to get. But Bob and Brian will be ecstatic. <laughs>